Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Faces, issue 16, The High Life. On the cover, Ryder, Carl, Lighthammer, and Asimov stand on a balcony of a penthouse suite high above the city. Violet Songbird stands behind them, just inside the glass sliding door. In the skies behind the team, we can see an indistinct figure riding on a massive dragon headed for them. We turn the page and our story begins. We are opening our first scene in uh, Lighthammer's apartment. Do you want to go ahead and describe that for us? So Lighthammer's apartment is about as garish as you would expect Lighthammer's apartment to be. Lighthammer's colors are teal and gold, and his wall is painted teal. Like every wall of his house is painted teal with gold trim. And like, it's got those like panels on the wall, like the panelized wall things where there's a part that's indented and then it cuts back out. Um, and all of those are in gold trim as well. There's nothing in any of these like sim- uh, seeming frames. They're just there. When you get into the living room, which is down the hall from the main entrance, in the center of the living room, very clearly like blocking the view from the, of the TV from any of the couches, is a 12-foot uh, tall statue of Lighthammer. And every wall in that room has like oil paintings of Lighthammer doing different things. They're like both real and imagined crusades that Lighthammer has been on before. And it's just the worst. The ceiling is also a mural of Lighthammer. And it's like the first Lighthammer is painted on one side and the other light, the current Lighthammer me is painted on the other side. And we're like reaching towards each other in the like Adam and God pose. But neither of us are naked. We're both in full armor. My full armor being completely shirtless, but still full armor. This room might break me. I'm just tossing that out. I was just about to ask if there were Sistine Chapel references, and there oh, were. Fully. Brian would have noticed that this uh, is in the same building as Brian's home, because we shove every hero we can into this building. This is the Star Building, named after someone whose last name was Star, S-T-A-R-R. Violet Songbird also lives in this building. How does the building fit all of this? Comic book logic. It's like every floor is like tiny elevator and like lobby in the middle. And then on either side is just like massive suites. Cool. And we got the whole team here with uh, Songbird. Where is everyone in this? Let's just set the opening panel. I think I'm like sprawled out in an armchair. And the armchair also matches the teal and gold. Though this is more gold than teal. And it's like a like seven foot tall armchair. So it's like almost throne like. Of course it is. Carl, Ryder, Brian. I am looking out a window, which I assume covers th- from, like, floor to ceiling. Oh, yeah. All the windows are massive and, like, giant, just wall-to-wall glass. But they're all tinted from the outside, so, like, you can't see inside from the outside. Carl? In Carl tradition, after everybody's come in, suddenly you see, um, like, glittering sparks, blue gl- glittering sparks coming from everywhere in the room, and then they all form up, and there's... Uh, Carl. Ryder is probably standing near one of the windows, just staring out into the distance. Next to Brian? Yeah, probably. I like Carl's new entrances, by the way. That's good. And then Songbird is kind of pacing next to the throne. Let's just call it what it is. Lighthammer's sitting on. Scrolling through her phone. She goes, okay, the emails came in here. And she hands Lighthammer her phone. As scrolling through them, there it starts out as like a lot of these requests from a weird address asking for private concerts and then become 
uh, more outright threatening, just like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get what I need from you kind of stuff. Well, these are cheerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my manager thought it wouldn't be a big, it, it wouldn't be a huge deal, but apparently it's, I mean, that was Greyhammer. He died a long time ago. Yeah. Well, rule number one, and I know you know this, but I'm just telling our, our friends here, never listen to managers. They're always wrong. And I like turn to everyone in the room and I'm like, I know none of you have managers yet, but if you're going to be with me, you're probably going to want to get one soon. But they're, they're never right. Uh, also, yeah, Greyhammer, dead, back to life. Uh, we should talk about that. How? Songbird kind of shakes her head. It's like, I have no idea. Looks around the room. I'm unsure about it. Uh, that, that was kind of out of left field, wasn't it? I mean, Greyhammer died almost 13 years ago, 14 years ago, somewhere in there. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to look around and be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't offer anyone a drink. Does anyone want anything to drink? I have, like, juice, water, beer, vodka, tequila, rum, whiskey, probably other hard liquors. No, I'm, I'm good. I don't know what any of those are, so I would like one. I'm going to give a look to Ryder and, like, silently, like, communicate, like, should I give alcohol to the glowing entity, not knowing how that's going to treat them? Ryder kind of looks at you like, not entirely sure how that's going to go, but sure. <laughs> and it's kind of like a puzzled, that's up to you. I go and make three tequila sunrises and I give one to Songbird, one to Carl, and I have one in my hand. And then I'm like, Brian, do you want anything? He turns around and takes whatever you give him and gives a sniff and then hands it back. Not your liking, buddy? This burns my nose. Yeah, that means it's really good tequila. Uh-huh. I'll have it a soda. It'll help you relax. If that I helps at all. Just to set the scene here, Brian is still kind of giggling over the last thing. He's he's not like stressed out or anything. I bring him the soda that he asked for. And I'm like, if you want anything else, let me know. And then I'm going to go towards Songbird and be like, so what do you know about Remix? She flips to the phone a bit. She's like, it sounds familiar. And she does a search and you find the word comes up a couple times throughout those emails. It's not as a signature or anything. It's always like within context. She's like, it's not someone, something I've heard of someone's name before. Does anyone know anyone we could call? Figure this out? I mean, I'm happy to like put out a quick call on social media and see if anyone knows anything. If you want to. What's the panel of um, Carl trying alcohol for the first time look like? Well, at this point... This is the first time Carl's gotten a drink with an umbrella in it, and he's way too fascinated to have been drinking it. Like, he's just staring at the umbrella and the pretty colors. I love it. And at that, we get a uh, notification from Lighthammer's phone. It's uh, from Max, uh, or Rascal King. Lighthammer gets an email with those files, and scrolling through the files, it's a bunch of purchase orders and, like, equipment requisitions under the heading of the remix project a lot of it is would lighthammer recognize real high-tech parts absolutely not right. but it is a ton of high-tech equipment parts and like various things 
is, is he going to mention that he's seeing some high-tech parts? I was about to like mention that. Um, is there anything else in those emails before I bring that up to the group? Being like, okay, so here's this thing about the Remix project, or is there a... Is there like any narrative in those emails or is it just purchase orders? It's just purchase orders. Cool. I'm like, well, this to the max character sent me this email. It's a bunch of purchase orders from, is it from Monarch Power? Yes. It's a bunch of purchase orders from Monarch Power, but I don't know what any of this stuff means. It's just a lot of like technical bibble babble. Brian puts down Isaac and uh, walks on over to take a look. Lighthammer is really reluctant to give up his phone. And he's like, uh, uh, mm, okay, here. I'm going to look over the list and see if there's anything I recognize, you know, like maybe related or something that would be used in robotics. I'm actually going to go ahead and have you, this is going to be a weird one. I want you to roll to pierce the mask, but do it with superior. All right. On a seven to nine, ask one. Looking through um, the parts... Not much of it is directly related to robotics, but you're smart. You're like super smart. So even if you don't know exactly how it works, you know a lot of this is related to things you've seen like theoretical work into like dimension stabilization before. And then you can go ahead and ask your question. Okay. Uh, what does this person intend to do? Looking through, you find that... And also just in, in the background, uh, you can see Isaac scooping up the tequila i like it looking through the list of equipment uh you realize that though you don't know all the science behind it exactly how to do it theoretically this could be used to shift people from different like dimensions and parallel realities oh my okay i i mentioned that wait what so you're telling me that this gray hammer could be from reality that's not our own i mean he'd have to be he's been dead for over a decade soups come back to life all the time like we've seen that but we may not have seen that but i mean comics have been written about it right i mean i don't really read comics yeah i don't find superheroes that interesting i mean like fictional ones obviously like we're real but fictional superheroes just are kind of banal now i'm a superhero yes you are carl and I think at that, like, we get the shot of Carl saying that, and he's in, like, the middle of the panel, the background is these floor-to-ceiling windows, and then we see the head of a dragon start to float upwards into the, like, into view in the window. Just a big, big old-headed red dragon. Did anyone order a flying lizard, I say, to the to the group? <laughs> And it's like a panel. I would say that panel shot is from behind and you see Brian and I mean, you may see the entire group, but you see, you see the entire group as across the room and out the window, you see the dragon <laughs> and writer says, did, did, did anyone order a flying lizard? Is that a new restaurant? At that point, Carl forms up in the shape of the dragon and is giggling loudly and mirroring the dragon in front of the window. I love it. I'm going to look at everyone and be like, hey, uh, love this conversation, but I really don't want my apartment to get smashed up. So if we want to go to the balcony and fight this thing outside so it doesn't like burst my windows. You know, I just like there's a big statue here that cost me a lot of money that I don't want to get destroyed. OK, this is going to sound like a weird question, but um, which of your characters watch a lot of TV? Oh, mine, obviously. 
Right. I think his would be the only one because I'm rarely home. So, oh, Carl, you would definitely recognize this dragon. Looks exactly like a dragon on the hit uh, MHBO show. Who's gonna be the ruler? Uh, okay, so Carl um, looks back to the group and go and giggles. Hit <laughs> TV dragon. And with that, the dragon kind of rears back and starts, you know. Sucking in the, the big old gulp of air before a blast of fire. What's everyone doing here? Crying. Crying. Crying is happening. <laughs> I, I am dashing out to the uh, I am dashing out to the balcony because this is my building, too. I think I'm looking around and realizing that I'm not going to have time to make it out to the balcony before the uh, dragon blast. So I'm going to take the statue and just throw it through the window at this dragon. Are you strong enough to throw a 12-foot statue? So as she begins to try to pick it up, Ryder's actually, instead of the, the joke of crying, he's actually going to run over and see that Lighthammer is trying to move this. And she see that Lighthammer's trying to move the statue and just chunk it at the dragon for them. I think we can do it together. Yeah, that, that, I like that idea. I just punched my microphone. How does that sound, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Did it sound good? It <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, um, I'm gonna have a start. Go ahead and start with uh, rolling to enter battle against or entering battle against dangerous foe. Uh, who is the leader in this situation? Either yeah. me or Ryder. I think I think I still assume Ryder's the leader at all points. Uh, Ryder saw the dragon. Cool. Ryder's the leader. I'm the leader. Crap. <laughs> all right. I'm the leader. Cool. Does the leader have influence over every teammate? I have influence over. Carl, Lighthammer, and Asimov. Cool. Did that cover it? I think that cover it. That covers it. And uh, Ryder, what is your purpose in this fight? Uh, my purpose in this fight is to get the dragon away from the house, the building. So, like, minimize damage? Yeah, minimize damage. That'd be a, a good way to go about it. Cool. Uh, Brian? Protect the building. Carl? Yeah, minimize damage seems about right. Lighthammer? Same. And uh, does anyone mistrust uh, the leader or the team? Nope. Nope. Uh, I have a slight distrust of Isaac, but it's very slight. Enough that it should count? Your call. No, it shouldn't count. Cool. And I don't think you're ill-prepared or off. Well, or do you think you're ill-prepared or off-balance? No. Nope. No. Uh, really? Okay, cool. No. Nah. Nah, we got this. We have a wild uh, amount of team. Just start getting Carl drunk. Does that make us off balance? No, no, no. But where's Anagram when we need her? <laughs> I think that is the record for those team. It's a wild amount. Cool. So, um, Ryder, you and Lighthammer hurling a statue out a window. Good and roll to directly engage. Sounds like a... Great plan! I'm all for that. Let's go. Hold on. Which one? Wait. Which one of us is rolling to direct engage? I'm gonna have Ryder do it because I don't think Lighthammer is strong enough to do it on their end. Wow. Okay. It's a 12 foot statue, and you've described yourself as a bit stronger than human capabilities. Yeah, that's true. I did say above average strength. Yeah. Give me that team. Give me that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wait. I mean... Since she's automatically, since they're automatically helping me, do they get? Did I, do I automatically get a plus one for that? I mean, we can spend the team. You guys have seven team. So if three people helped, I don't want to do a ten. Team. All right, on a seven to nine, pick one. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies. 
can we make that opportunity for Songbird so she can get away? Yeah, that works. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine like Lighthammer ushers Songbird off into like a bedroom off to the side. Oh, I have a bunker. Oh, okay. Oh, I so, thought we have a, a bulletproof, like, protective bunker. Excellent. We see the statue go flying out the window. It catches the dragon, like, in the face as it lets out this burst of fire. Songbird slips into this panic room. We get a panel of the uh, bolt slamming shot in it. And Lighthammer, I'm going to have you roll to take a powerful blow. I think Ryder's armor will just negate this fire. Yeah, it sounds about right. Cool. Sounds good. That's, That's a seven. seven. I think I'm gonna struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Okay. I'm angry and I think I'm gonna mark insecure. Okay, cool. And Brian, you're you were very close to the window. Uh this fire just narrowly rushes past you. What are you doing? Uh I am pulling out a robot or as uh, I, I am pulling out uh some kind of a boot made for a robot and I am going to try to use that to fly up onto the dragon. Awesome. Is that one of your gadgets? Could be. Would this be unleashing your powers? Uh, yeah. And it's a 12. Okay. So give us the panels. What's that look like? The fireball just misses him and he looks out the broken window and uh, just swings out from from his belt, some kind of disc that expands into a a robot leg, and he can't really. Uh, I mean, it's made for a robot, so it doesn't have a place for you to put your foot in there. So uh, he just kind of holds onto it, points it away from the dragon, and uh, it lets loose. You want to zip out, land, or like get close to the dragon? Was that your goal there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to land on its head. Awesome. So you go rocketing out the window. Um, I think the dragon snaps at you a couple times and narrowly missing you, and then you land on its head. Turning down, um, looking on its back, you see that there's someone riding on it. Can't make out much details, but they appear to be wearing a dress that looks like it's made of shiny tatters of, like, cloth or ribbon. And we're going to cut back uh, inside the apartment to Carl as the dragon fixates uh like turns to look at carl and starts to uh breathe in another burst of fire carl what are you doing uh, okay so uh dragon carl is gonna unleash uh, a blue fire breath of his own to keep mirroring what the dragon's doing i love it go ahead and roll to directly engage i got a 12 what are these rolls tonight okay on a 10 plus pick two I'm going to resist or avoid the blows of the dragon, and I'm. Can I take something from it and knock the uh, the rider off? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm gonna do that. So resist his blows or return fire in this case, probably, and then uh, try to knock the uh, the rider off. Okay, excellent. So we get this uh, blast of blue fire and the blast of red fire from the dragon, and they meet midair. We're going to do straight up that Dragon Ball Z push past thing. The blue fire like then wins out in this fight and pushes out over the dragon. And the dragon starts to just, it bursts into a very quick spreading flame that leaves nothing behind. As it does so, it kind of bucks and the figure in like the um, rags comes flying off. 
and lands in a bit of a heap on the uh you said there was a balcony right light hammer yep and landed on the balcony does it um, land pool on the balcony there's a pool uh sure why not perfect at this point carl flexes and yells tv dragon and we're gonna cut uh back to brian who is now standing on the back of a quickly like burning and disappearing dragon. Brian, what are you doing? Oh boy. Well, see, my only real option is to fly back. So uh, how close did I approach the rider before they fell away? Imagine you were like halfway down the neck and they were kind of at the base of the neck. So about 15 feet away where they launched up over you. I'm going to try to follow them down and uh, land basically on top of them. I, I want to try to restrain them. Yeah, I'm going to let you just like run along and jump to land in the pool. Go ahead and directly engage as you land on him. The six. So we get this uh, like figure in these tangled, shiny looking ribbons fall into the pool with a big splash. And then Brian, you want to go like full graceful dive in behind? Brian has no grace. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, he has some, but he's not doing a swan dive. Cool. Oh, so like, I really wanted that panel. Maybe pencil dive. <laughs> cool. And there's just like a bunch of bubbles and we can't see anything under the surface. And then breaking through the surface, we see Brian just completely wrapped in what, when we see closer, it uh, seems to be just spool, like re reels of film stock. And we get an editor's note that says, Ali Vieira Cinema. And cinema is absolutely spelt with an S. Nice. I am way too proud of that villain name, by the way. For those who have not seen the Cataclysm Crew games with Allie, this world's Allie or movie girl could project movie stuff through her eyes. But she has uh, Brian tangled, and her eyes start projecting. She opens her mouth, and you hear a horror movie soundtrack come in. And also climbing out of the pool... You see, and I think everyone has seen this movie because it was such a popular horror movie. The villain from I Know What You're Going to Do Next Summer, the cyberpunk uh, fisherman with the vibro hook. And he uh, starts climbing out of the, of the pool. And I think Carl's closest and starts heading down towards Carl. Uh, Brian is being held pretty tight by uh, cinema. We're going to jump back over to Lighthammer. What are you doing here? When the statue hit, did it hit and then go off the side of the building? Is it like falling or did it like hit and then land back on the balcony? I think it hit and went off the building. Okay. We probably hear a car alarm going off from below. Okay, so it did hit the ground. I was about to be like, I want to stop it to stop collateral damage if I can, but meh, okay, whatever, it's fine. I want to go over to the side of the pool, like run over to the side of the pool and bring the hammer down on it and essentially like split the waters and like knock Allie, knock all the water that Allie's in aside and kind of drop her in a channel. Would that hurt Allie? I'm trying more to distract her and try to like get Brian free. I was more going for my move the when you um hold on let me read it. Uh time for the show when you put on a flamboyant display of your powers, roll plus superior. But I could also have that be a defend roll if you want me to be defending Brian. Um I mean if you're trying to get her attention off Brian, I think it's gonna be a defend here. Cool. Or to like knock them both back so they can get untangled like if you're not trying to if you attack i think you you might be hurting brian as well they that's an eight i'm happy to keep an eight or i can take team if people want to spend team but i don't think we have enough people to right now so i'll say that i'm gonna escalate the situation okay excellent 
so we get this you swinging it down the wave of uh sonic energy is that still the light hammer theme song yeah and we see that parting the pool cinema gets pushed off into one of the waves in the side uh letting go of brian and our next panel is brian hanging off the edge of this of the the edge of the balcony by a hand fantastic so we're going to jump to Carl right after after we get the panel of uh, Brian hanging off the edge. Uh, Carl, this thing's advancing on you menacingly. What do you do? I see the um, fisherman coming, and I just really yell loudly, TV whale, and I turn into a whale, and I try to swallow him. That's fantastic. I'm actually just going to go ahead and have you to unroll to, roll to unleash your powers. Unroll to unleash your power. There we go. What are these rolls? You swallow That's him. The thirteen. Yeah. You swallow him, and then we are going to cut uh, from there to Ryder. The most pressing thing you're seeing is you saw Brian go flying off the edge and is hanging on. What are you doing? I'm going to actually go grab uh, Brian and pull him up onto. I guess we're on the balcony, and I'm going to pull them up and uh, be like, "Hey, try not to fall off the pl- try not to fall off the building next time." And then I'm going to turn around and see the whale Carl and say, huh, I wasn't aware we were in Pinocchio either. And kind of cock my head sideways. (laughs) And between you and Carl, we see uh, Cinema dragging herself up out of the pool. And she looks down at a wristwatch. And on it, we see a like three minute timer counting down. Uh, Lighthammer, what are you doing? Using that like distraction of her hitting the wall and having to climb out of the water. I'm going to, like, jump across the pool and be there, like, right as she gets up. And she's wearing a dress, so she probably doesn't have, like, a collar. So I'm going to grab her by, like, the front of the dress and just pull her up to my face. And I'm going to say, who sent you? What are you doing? I'm going to pierce that mask. Yeah, go ahead and roll to pierce that mask. It's not going to be great, because my mundane is a Midas 2. And I'm angry. Someone That's a get six. To help that? Ryder, you want to just pop over my shoulder and be intimidating? Actually, uh, what I want to do is, now you're trying to be intimidating, correct, to, I'm assuming, cinema? Yep. I'm going to actually phase through you and walk on, walk through the other side and have my sword, like, spawn in front of me and say, and say something, like, really intimidating, like, back off. He's mine. Okay. Are you threatening the villain? I am threatening the villain. (laughs) I'm going to look up and be like, well-intentioned. But uh, I've got this, babe. <laughs> but I do think the imita- uh, intimidation was enough to probably knock us up to a second there. Oh, yeah. So uh, ask one. What I'm trying to figure out is, like, who sent you? So I'm going to say that's probably what are you really planning. So now that his sword is, like, against her back, I'm just going to, like, kind of let her go and, like, drop her to the ground. And then say, now, I'll ask you one more time. What are you doing here? Who sent you? And while this is going on, what is the rest of the team doing? Carl, the thing inside your whale mouth has dissipated. You can tell. I'm calling Isaac over. All right. Like, do we get the panel with all of you right around her? Or is anyone not near? I think we're all over there. Okay, cool. She looks up at you and the last bit of like projection from her eyes dies down. And the spooky no- music stops playing from her mouth. And... You can, like, her eyes dart around for a moment, like she's thinking of running, and then you can see her kind of realize there's nowhere to go, and she settles down. 
she says he's just gonna keep sending us until we get until we get songbird he's just gonna keep sending us would you like to relay who is sending you instead of just vague pronouns i'm gonna press my sword harder on her back go ahead and provoke okay i have a theory but if i'm wrong i'm gonna kill her so i don't think i want to test this theory yet (laughs) all right so that's a 10 she sighs and goes remix he's he's the one that brought us here he's if we do this job for him we get to start over here i look at her and i'm like okay so is there something you're running from is it something you don't want to return to oh yeah i'm in prison over there over where my world i don't know it's it's a lot of math and i didn't understand it all i know is out here saber doesn't know me none of us know that saber knows her, right probably not okay cool yeah none of us have worked that closely with saber so poor girl so sorry but we don't know that so i'm like now this conversation can go one of two ways either i can throw you off this building and we can see if you survive the fall or we can sit down and we can chat and you can tell us everything we want to know did you want to do this an easy way or the hard way and if i were you i would take the easy way the hard way is a lot more painful she looks at you and goes yeah yeah let's take the easy way and it's up to everyone whether or not they notice this she glances down at her watch for a moment i'm right in her face i definitely notice that it's the same like countdown thing probably in the like two minute mark i'm gonna like look down and be like got a hot date she looks up at you again because no no remix expects to be done by a certain time i want to pierce that mask and see if she's actually saying the truth okay she's obviously lied go ahead and pierce the mask that's a solid potential that's a four unless three people want to spend team but i don't think we should the two of you lock eyes um i'm gonna do this out of character how could she gain influence over you if she has the same powers as the other Ali, showing me my biggest fear would do it. That would give me, she would definitely get influence over me, like power over me. She's also currently like, she has a knife, or my boyfriend has a knife to her back. So, you know. Cool. There's something uh, in there. Too. Brian or Carl, is there anything you want to do here? <clears throat> I'm just going to watch. What shape are you taking? Is it back um, to the like, I... humanoid blue? No, nah, I think there's like, a whale Carl just sh- grinning sheepish- sheepishly with that typical, like, whale grin. Excellent. I think Brian wants to try to pierce the mask, too. What does that look like? What are you doing? He's got his arms folded. He says, you know, something still doesn't add up. Squints in close. Yeah, go ahead and uh, pierce. I think we could also probably get a couple panels of, like, Brian looking at the watch itself. Because I think there's some information Brian could pick up from that. Others couldn't. Six. That's a six. Does anyone spend a team? Am I able to spend team to help him here? Or am I lost in the moment? I, I think you or um, Ryder could easily without just because of the situation we're in. I'll spend team. Uh, and on a seven to nine, ask one. Uh, what question was already asked? I asked, what are you really planning? Then what do you want us to do? Looking at the watch and taking in what she's saying, it's clear she's stalling. You Parts of the watch definitely include some of the technology you saw on that list. It has some kind of teleportation or dimensional capabilities. 
Well, that much is not surprising. What do you do? I, I think she's going to disappear in a couple minutes. I'm going to try to take the watch off. She starts like fighting back, pull, trying to pull her arms out of the way. But I think with Ryder holding the sword to her back, gives up. The watch snaps off. She disappears and you're left with the watch in your hand. Oops. I'm going to look every, or look at everyone and be like, well, that went not terribly. Who's strong and can fly? I'm asking that in character. I know that the answer is probably Carl. I can. Is this a riddle? I think the answer is TV bird. Are you turning into a TV bird? Oh yeah, I'm turning into like um you you all recognize this bird because it's like a very famous um children's cartoon uh parrot that appears on TV. I'm gonna look down over the edge of the apartment balcony and be like, Can you go pick up my statue for me? I just yell, TV bird, and I fly outside to go grab the statue. And then I'm like, all right, so who needs another drink? And I'm going to go back inside through the shattered glass where I used to have a window. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets and T.P. Huth and edited by Anthony Sheets. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T is the host of Incubator on Air, a new play podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. She can be found at Playwright on Twitter or tphuth94 on Instagram. Faces is GM by me, Anthony Sheets. Asimov is played by EXPHP. You probably won't find him at It's EXPHP on Twitter, but it's worth a try. Carl is played by Simon Meskins. You can find him on Twitter as Jill Bereka. Lighthammer is played by T.P. Huth. Ryder Typhon is played by Kaido King. Kaido is a Twitch personality and loves their three mischievous cats. You can find them at the Versian on Twitter and as Kaido King on Twitch.tv. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Black Vortex by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend. Word of mouth and five-star reviews are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out on patreon.com slash moonharborheroes. Supporting us there will give you access to bonus episodes each month. And uh, thanks for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.